0: A reading from Paul's letter to the church in Thessalonica. You yourselves know, brothers and sisters, that our coming to you was not in vain. But though we had already suffered and been shamefully mistreated at Philippi, as you know, we had courage in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in spite of great opposition for our appeal does not spring from deceit or impure motives or trickery. But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the message of the gospel, even so we speak not to please mortals, but to please God who tests our hearts. As you know, and as God is our witness, we never came with words of flattery or with a pretext for greed. Nor did we seek praise from mortals, whether from you or from others, though we might have made demands as apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, like a nurse tenderly caring for her own children. So deeply do we care for you that we are determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you have become very dear to us you remember our labor and toil brothers and sisters we worked night and day so that we might not burden any of you while we proclaimed to you the gospel of god you are witnesses and god also how pure upright and blameless our conduct was towards you believers as you know we dealt with each one of you like a father with his children urging and encouraging you and pleading that you should lead a life worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God.
1: Earlier this week, someone asked me, do you believe in God? And I told him yes, that was the simple answer, but I also told him that that question is not a question that I have particularly found helpful in my life. The question of, do you believe in God? whether God exists or not has not really gotten me a lot of places. What matters for me is thinking about my relationship with God and and how I pursue that through daily spiritual practices like prayer or helping someone in need. And then I also think about how God has pursued me in relationship. I found thinking about my relationship with God to be a much more fruitful endeavor. This is how i engage with other people i'm uh, concerned with the daily activity of life of who i'm in relationship with those that are around me i don't spend a lot of time wondering about whether or not my family exists or not or whether the friends around me exist or not right i just spend my time and energy thinking about how am i engaged in relationship with them what are the things that i'm doing for them what are the things i'm doing with them for me relationship is a central concept of Christianity. And I think the scriptures bear this out. Uh, Throughout the Bible, we don't get a lot of philosophical questions about the existence of God. Scripture, for the most part, assumes that God exists. And what we get in scripture is various people in different places at different times having different encounters with God, and then their responses to those encounters with God, right? In the scriptures, we hear about God being the one who creates things, God's the one who rescued the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt. God is the one who is born to marry in a stable. And on and on. People come to know God through these actions and through this relationship with God. The question that Jesus asks people is not so much, do you believe in me or not? The question that Jesus often asks folks is this, will you follow me? Will you be in relationship with me? That's the key question. Relationship is foundational for the Christian life. Consider our reading from 1 Thessalonians today. Some people think that 1 Thessalonians is the oldest piece of Christian writing that we have today. It's the earliest one written. 1 Thessalonians is a letter that was written by Paul and his companions, Silvanus and Timothy. And they were writing to these early Christians in the city of Thessalonica. I want you to see how Paul and his companions talk about their relationship with these Christians there. They use familial language as they address them as brothers and sisters. Paul talks about that when he came to share the gospel with them, that he didn't do so with tricks or impure motives or deceit. Paul says we didn't come being greedy to you or seeking praise from you. We didn't come and try to get something out of you. That's, that's not how we engaged with you when we showed up. Instead, Paul says that when we came to you, we were like a nurse caring for her children towards you with gentleness. It's a very motherly image. Paul talks about working night and day for them so that they would not be a burden to them. And then again, Paul uses another parental image when he says we were like a father encouraging his children as we relate it to you. This is not a surface-level relationship that is being described here. This is a deep, caring commitment of these people. Paul and Silvanus and Timothy are saying, this is our understanding of our relationship with you Thessalonican Christians. And the verse in this reading that I think sums this up the most is verse 8, which says this so deeply do we care for you that we are determined to share with you not only the gospel of god but also our own selves because you have become dear to us you're dear to us we deeply care for you we're sharing our very selves with you our lives with you right if someone said were to say these words to you you would say oh You're someone who really cares about me. You really love me. You're really invested in my well-being. If you're talking about placing your life and sharing your life with mine. This passage shows this beautiful relationship between these Christians. And remember, what is Paul's goal with these people? It's mentioned several times in this passage. In verse 2, it says, declare the gospel of God. Verse 4, entrusted with the message of the gospel. Verse 9, proclaimed the gospel of God. Paul wanted to tell them about the good news of Jesus. Paul wanted to tell them that God loved the world in Jesus. And that through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, all people might be reconciled to God. And that people no longer have to live lives defined by sin and evil anymore. Paul's saying, we cared about you, and we wanted you to know this good news message. Paul wanted to communicate that good news not only with his words, but with his actions. He wanted his words and actions to be in alignment. So when he says in verse 8, we were determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves. When Paul is saying that, he's saying, I wanted you to know who God is, not only through my words, but through my actions. Through the actions of caring for you like a mother does, or like a father does, without demanding anything from you, but laboring for you day and night. Paul didn't just want them to hear the good news of Jesus, but he wanted them to experience the good news of Jesus through their relationship with one another. Paul wanted these Christians there in Thessalonica to be able to Look back and say, I came to know who God was based upon your relationship with us through your actions and how you treated us. That's how I know who God is. And where did Paul learn this message of God's love that is shown both in word and deed? But from Jesus himself, who spoke of God's love and offered himself to the community freely. Jesus' actions fully aligned with his words. Jesus' actions proclaimed who God is and that God is a God of love and that God is a God who gives. Every community of Jesus followers since those first Christians gathered in Thessalonica are to be a community of people that proclaim the good news of Jesus both in our words and actions. We are to be the people that says God loves you and if you want to know what God's love is, come here and experience it with us and how we treat one another, how we respond to one another, how we share our very selves, our very lives with one another. We love each other when we are gentle with each other like a mother caring for her children. We love each other when we are like a father encouraging his children. We love each other when we are working on one another's behalf night and day. We love each other when we are not going around and being deceitful to each other, when we're not having impure motives, and when we're not being greedy with each other. This is how I want us to be here with one another at Holy Comforter. And much as we can do that, we reveal ourselves to be people of God, showing God's love to the world. One way that we can love each other and share ourselves with one another is by sharing our money when we take the money that we have worked for night and day and then give it to one another we are sharing ourselves with each other we are sharing our labors with one another we're sharing a piece of ourselves. giving money to holy comforter is giving money to each other and sharing yourselves with each other If we want to have the kind of relationship that's described in 1 Thessalonians, then we have to give of ourselves to one another. If Paul had only written these words in 1 Thessalonians and never done any actions that he talked about there, then those words wouldn't have meant a whole lot. But because he gave of himself in actions, his words were full of meaning that showed the love of God. And Christian community was formed, And created and sprung up. Beloved, today consider what will you give of yourself in love for the people of Holy Comforter. As we give to one another and care for one another, we become the people of God. The people of God that reveal God to the world through our relationships with one another and to others as we welcome them into our community.